Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone this fine late afternoon evening, Monday? Um, gave you guys a little bonus present yesterday, or Saturday, I guess that was. And uh, No, no, it was Sunday morning I, re- I recorded it. And reviewed the Saturday games from Wildcard Weekend. Now I am going to do the two Sunday games. So it won't be a real long podcast. And this first game, I don't know how long I can talk on, <laughs> to be very honest with you. Jacksonville wins it 10 to 3. Um are we shocked that it's a low scoring game? Absolutely not. Um still and, and first off, Buffalo's defense played really well in this game. And I thought Buffalo played with a lot of energy and enthusiasm. They just didn't have the the horses, you know? I mean, it's just they just don't have enough firepower. And Tyrod Taylor also did not play well, but the quarterbacks in general in this game were abysmal. I mean, I mentioned Taylor he had 17 completions against 20 incompletions before leaving the game with a head injury for 134 yards. I mean, 3.6 yards per attempt. I mean, oh, my God. No touchdowns, one interception. And a lot of that's because Jacksonville's defense is great. I mean, we all believe that, and that's the truth. But the thing that about Taylor, and I'm excited to watch the coach's tape on it, one of the things that a lot of you don't see about Taylor that is a huge no-no, I mean, is the throws he doesn't make. And Romo kind of alluded to this during the game. That Think about it, though. If a coaching staff, every member of the offensive coaching staff watches tape all week and puts in 90 or 100 hours game planning for this three-hour stretch of their life, and especially against a team like Jacksonville that... It's very predictable coverages, execution-based defense. But either way, you know, like when the play call comes in, the play caller's thinking, okay, I think we're going to get cover two here. I put in a cover two beater. And he gets it. And it works. And the receivers run the right route. And they put the defense in a, a strategic bind. And Taylor doesn't throw it. You know, like this is a big criticism of Alex Smith. I think Smith's gotten better of it. But there's nothing the coaches dislike more than that. You know, that Taylor doesn't turn the ball over. He makes a lot of plays with his legs. He holds the ball a long time for good or bad. But one thing's, you know, consistent. And he's got a good arm, and he, and he puts up numbers, and your fantasy team doesn't hate him. You know, I mean, I, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. But when throws are there and you don't attempt them or see them or check it down, It's hard to back a guy, and it looked to me that that was the case a lot in this one. You know, like another quarterback, Buffalo might win this game with someone that's seeing the field better and pulling the trigger. So he played poorly. Um, I thought McCoy was fine, but against a really good defense, clearly was not 100%. Blocking wasn't wonderful for him either. Um what well, I don't know what else to really take away from these these guys here. I mean, Calvin Benjamin catches one ball for nine yards. Uh, there's just not a lot here. I mean, it's all McCoy, and he wasn't 100%. So it doesn't surprise me that the Bills scored three points. The defense, I thought, was very good. Um, led by Leonard Lorenzo Alexander. I, I thought he had a really nice game in this one, too. And I thought their secondary played well. Run defense was good. Clearly, they were wanting Jacksonville to throw, and they wanted to stop the run at all costs, as the Steelers will next week, and everyone in the world should against Jacksonville. Obviously, anyone can figure that out. Um, Fournette did not have much running room at all. 
but he only averaged 2.7 yards a carry too. And I, I don't think he's the same explosive player that he was earlier in the, in the year either. I mean, he flashes, but I think he's a little worn down and dealing with injuries and rookie wall and all those things. But mostly there was just not a lot of room to run. And we'll talk about this later in the week too. I don't think Jacksonville's offensive line is all that great. Um, the best thing Jacksonville did on offense was Blake Bortles scrambles, and he ended up with 88 yards on 10 rushes. He had more, he had one more rushing yard than he had passing yard. So let's get to this. That was on 23 attempts. He had 87 yards on 23 attempts, and I don't know if any of them were difficult throws. I mean, every play call, I have to think that the conversation in the booth is. All right, let's get Blake some easy throws. You know, let, let's get him going. Oh, man, he still can't complete one. Uh, let's try another tight end screen to Mercedes Lewis, who runs like me. Uh, okay, we got four yards there. At least, well, at least Blake completed one. It was a simple throw, but at least he completed one and didn't look awful trying. Um, and then after a while, I'm sure the staff told him, just don't turn it over, Blake. You know, you're, you can't complete a pass. You probably said it differently than that, but we, we know you can't complete a pass of any kind of difficulty at the moment. Just run or don't throw a pick. <laughs> you know, like, and that was enough to generate a win over a team that's short on talent and the Jag D ruled the day, basically. I thought Nandakwe was really good. I thought Campbell was really good. Ramsey was awesome. I mean, all the stars came out in their uh, on their defense, and it's a great defense. Oh, another stat that's unbelievable to me too: that uh, only one wide receiver caught a ball for them. I mean, D.D. Westbrook had five catches for forty-eight yards, but he's the only receiver that had a catch in this game. I mean, come on, man, bad. I mean, this. <sighs> I, I hate to say it, you know, but I kind of told you so. I saw this one coming, and as most did. It's not like I'm some genius that you know, expected this to be a wonderful game. But if this was a Tuesday during the season, and we watched this game last night on Monday Night Football, we would all be going, oh, that was a stinker. That wasn't much fun. Boy, primetime games haven't been good this year. I mean, those type of narratives. So, Bills are done. They have back-to-back picks in the first round. They have extra picks throughout the draft. Um, good year for them, for sure. And we'll, again, we'll have spent a lot of time on off-season needs, trust me. Jacksonville goes to Pittsburgh next year, or next week, who they beat pretty soundly. I mean, it's a game that's been through five picks. Um, but, boy, I mean, you can't win in the playoffs with quarterback play like Jacksonville got in this one. Holy smoke. All right, the final game, Saints 31, Carolina 26 in New Orleans was the best game of the of the weekend for sure. Um, really, really good quarterback play, unlike the one I just talked about. I thought Breeze was the star of the show, and clearly the Panthers did everything possible to shut down the run, make Drew Breeze beat you, which sounds silly, but it's a sound strategy against this team right now, and he really did. I mean, 376 yards. But he made throws, man. He threw downfield. He wasn't checking down. He was in total command. That Carolina secondary was overmatched and just without question. 
I thought the Saints' offensive line was exceptional in protection, too, and it's one of the absolute best lines in the league. Uh, Kamara and Ingram, I mean, they combined for 55 yards on the ground on 19 carries. They really did shut down a great running game, and I thought that their defensive front did pretty well there. K.K. Short kind of stood out to me, too. Keekly and company were awesome, as usual. Um, Panthers' defense played pretty well, but Breeze made throws, and Michael Thomas kind of stole the show, 8 for 131. Um, Ted Ginn with a big one, you know, the 80-yarder. And I'm sure Panthers execs are watching that going, we could use somebody that runs like Ted Ginn. Remember him? You know, they're still, I mean, I know Samuel's hurt, um, but they're still kind of slow and sluggish on offense. But I thought Newton played the best he's played in a while. He also ended up with well over 300 yards. Uh, He made some very, very nice throws in this one. But as usual, I mean, the Panthers didn't run the ball real well. Stewart ended up with 51 yards. Cam had some plays on his legs, fine. You know, McCaffrey, 6 for 16 on the ground. He had a huge play in the in the receiving game, as always. And I was asked about McCaffrey today, and I said something along the lines of, I think he's more Wes Welker, Jamison Crowder, than he is Lev Bell, uh, David Johnson. You know, I mean, I, I almost think that he should go to the wide receiver room and get some carries here and there, as opposed to go to the running back room, meeting room, and detach wide and do it. You know, he's a better receiver than he is running back. He doesn't break a lot of tackles. He's a good player. I like him a lot. But he's very, very far from a traditional running back. And Greg Olson back was huge for them. He also went over 100 yards. Um, Funchess got a lot of Lattimore and had a terrible play near the end. He didn't adjust well to the ball or find the ball at all or maybe even question his effort a little bit. But I will say he played this game, from what I understand, with a very serious shoulder injury, a bad, bad shoulder injury that you know, most of the time he would not have been on the field at all. But even at his best, I think Funchess is really a two. You know, that uh, it wouldn't shock me if Carolina used a first-round pick on a wide receiver that's a little more traditional you know it doesn't have to be the tiny super fast guy or the gigundus plotter how about someone that's six one 200 pounds that runs you know it's just a, a typical wide receiver <laughs> i mean I, I think that might be time for for what carolina needs there and their line is questionable too i mean we're not talking offseason needs here but um this was a good game i mean i thought that that both both sides played really well both quarterbacks played really well. Um, New Orleans defense, oh, I wanted to mention Cameron Jordan, too. I, I thought he was a, a big-time standout in this one, too. Uh, real good in run defense, but also real good rushing the passer as well. Ended up with a sack, but it even was mu- much more of an impact player than that. Von Bell sealed the deal. Uh, a good game, uh, again. I mean, New Orleans now goes to Minnesota, and... My hunch is the winner of that's probably going to the Super Bowl, but that, that might be selling Atlanta short, and I sold them short this past week, too. Um, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, please do. I'm not sure what I'm going to do tomorrow. I haven't given this week a whole heck of a lot of thought. I mean, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is going to be the usual. But what should we do tomorrow? you guys have any uh, anything you want to throw out there? Maybe we'll talk coaching hires and fires. 
Eh, I don't know. Um, send me something on Twitter over the next couple hours here when you get this, and uh, and tell me what you want to do tomorrow. Maybe we'll come up with something uh, a little out of the ordinary. I'll, I'll think on it. I'm taking my daughter to her basketball practice now, so it'll be on my mind. All right, that's all we got for today. Um, combine this one yesterday, and you get full show. But these are kind of two short ones for you. All right, over and out. Bye.